SBS Audio is supported by advertising. SBS is Australia's most trusted multilingual broadcaster. Our listeners are loyal, highly engaged, and have supported countless local businesses. We offer advertising packages for businesses of all sizes. Our experienced sales team will guide you through the process of owning a great campaign. Bring your own ad or have our production team make you something in one of our 68 languages. Start the conversation with your new audience today. Email sales at sbs.com.au. This book, Thinks You're Deadly, is a new book by uh, Corey Toot. It's an inspirational illustrated compendium that celebrates the diversity and success of First Nations people. The book showcases the careers and Corey's personal stories of First Nations people who have done great things in their respective fields. Corey Toot, first of all, welcome to Night TV Radio. And can you tell us about this book? This book thinks you're deadly. How did it come about? I kind of wanted to challenge myself. I'd previously written a lot of children's books and, you know, although they're highly detailed, the first scientists, I wanted to challenge myself about writing something other than science. I'm known as the deadly science man. You know, I had seen, you know, a lot of books where, you know, people had wrote about, um, you know, amazing people and First Nations people, but we never really had a book that, you know, celebrated black excellence in the way that, like, I kind of envisioned in my mind. And um, this book, we've got so many amazing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in our community, and and a lot of them, unfortunately, couldn't make the book because the book would be so long if I wrote about everyone. And what I really wanted to do is I really wanted to capture the imagination of the reader so that they could get a bit of identity over, you know, it would have the DNA of, a, of, a, of my books, like the Corey Tut book, you know, but you would go on a journey and you'd see why I thought all these amazing people were deadly, but also the way I've, I've written it and articulated it is that when the reader reads about, you know, Chloe Quayle Barker, this amazing um, First Nations rapper, Barkindji rapper, um, or they read about um, Auntie Barb McGrady, who's been a mainstay of Redfern or Auntie Beryl Vanopolo, um, they would see part of themselves in that person. And this book is really designed to inspire the reader um, to start thinking about why they're deadly um, and what makes them special. And the, my favourite part of the book is that once you go through it, you have this um, page, and, and I can't really take credit for the idea because it was actually my wife who came up with this idea for the book, but you have this page at the end of the book where it's like, you can put someone's photo in it and you can write actually why you think they're deadly. Um, the, the book becomes individualized. And for me, that's my favorite part of the book. Um, this book was completely written on airplanes whilst traveling to remote communities. So, you know, you got to pass the time somehow, but I just, I kept reflecting on all these incredible people and, and there was so many more people that, that should have made the book, but, you know, just through constraints of like publishing, I couldn't put them in. But, you know, I'm I'm really proud of this book. I I think that it's something that will have legs beyond me as an author. And and the goal for me is that hopefully this is something we can release every year. So there's another 70 people that are, are deadly that get, you know, that recognition. And, and I think over the last couple of days, I've seen people like, you know, Tanika Davis um, or Tanika Perry, you know, open up the book and show her kids, like, and just see the pride um, 
And when I see that and I, I see those videos and I see, um, you know, again, Chloe Quayle showing her children this book that she's in, that their mum is in, the pride on the kids' faces, the pride of her showing, uh, being so proud of being in a book, it makes it all worthwhile. Like this is what I, like, you know, for me, I I do things to help other people, but with my career with Deadly Science, but the pride that I feel when, you know, I've helped create something along with Molly Hunt that has given people that pride and sense of, you know, wow, I've really achieved something by being this book. It's just, you know, you can't really replicate that feeling in life artificially. It's it's really authentic. And as an artist, and I think if I can call myself an artist as an author, I think that that is a penultimate goal as an author to impact people in that way. I personally don't see it just as another illustrated book. To me, it's uh, more of a, a reference guide. You, you said you couldn't put in all the uh, deadly people that came to your mind. Maybe there could be regular releases every year, kind of a guide for people to explore, to learn about all these legends in all walks of life, in academia, sports, health, arts, and music. So it would be a book for anyone wanting to learn about Indigenous excellence. Yeah, and, and you know, when I started writing the book, I had 600 names on there. It was... Probably the one of the most difficult things that I that I've had to do in the sense of writing the book was easy because all these amazing people they're very easy to write about because they inspire me and inspire other people in so many different ways. You know, I work in the I work in the field of social good, right, with deadly science, and I'm yeah, yeah. I'm providing all these books and um, you know resources off to these remote schools, but I'm often I often I often drag inspiration from other people and, and writing about people like Tony Armstrong and Ash Barty, um, community people like Arnie Beryl Vanopolo, Ricky Walford, my cousin. You know, these are people that I just, I get energy from um, and they make me better every day. Um, and there's many more people like, you know, Uncle Bo Rambledini, who's from Macquarie Uni. Um, there's, you know, a bunch of other people in this in this space that, they inspire me as well. And, um, you know, like there is so much room for more editions of this book and, and different styles as well. And and one of the things I really, I thought about when I wrote this book was, you know, I thought about, you know, I might write the next one, but maybe in a, a different First Nations author can write a version. And this can be a book that celebrates black excellence every day in this country. And, um, and and it can be a reference guide, but it also can be a book that, you know, the people in this book can sit down with their families and maybe it's next month when it comes out or it's, you know, two years' time or it's 10 years' time or even 100 years' time and they sit down and they read it together and they read about um, the stories and, and why they inspired people and, and they can celebrate that. So, you know, part of the reason part of the reason this book was to, you know, immortalize these people in their stories so they can inspire the next generation. And I think that it will do that. Um it's a bit surreal, my friend, when you um when you write a book and um you spend so much time on word and and this the story of I had a hundred thousand words this book that I'd written and I lost it all. Um wow. and then I started again. Yeah. 
Um, so I started again and I had to start again two or three times because I didn't want this book to sound Wikipedia-ish. I didn't want it to sound like it was just a bio. Um, I wanted to add my DNA to that story because um, I think that, you know, authentic storytelling is the best type of storytelling because um, it really takes the journey, the, the reader on a journey, and that's what I really wanted. And uh, the people you profile, did you have a chance to spend time with them and uh, collect their stories? Yeah, most certainly so. So um, everyone in the book has played a role in in writing this book and and telling their story as well. So everyone was contacted and um, the the two that were, I guess, the most emotional for me was um, I'd spoken to Uncle Jack Charles just before he passed away. You know, I'd, I'd gotten his story down and then uh, he he had passed away whilst I was on my honeymoon, <laughs> um, and it was it was incredibly sad for me because I I really admired him. Um, I was grateful for the time he gave me. The other person was Uncle Archie Roach, who obviously had passed away whilst I was writing the book as well. Um, but from that, I've been able to develop quite a close friendship with his with his son and his family to immortalize him as well and and you know everyone everyone who knows uncle wrote Archie Roach and and uncle Jack Charles you know are incredibly inspired by their story and and they're celebrated members of our community but to you know for me it was quite an emotional time writing about them because um they were two men two uncles that I greatly looked up to and they were incredible people and you know and again the journey of going through all these names and writing them and, and having the stories and and people were dropping in and dropping out of the book and, and, and for various different reasons. Um, I really rode the wave of emotions um, of, you know, working with people. They say never work with people or animals and I've done both. So um, I think people are pretty great. Um, so it was it was a really great it was a great thing to, you know, talk to Adam Goods or talk to um, Bianca Hunt or, you know, every person in this book just gave me their time and they were honoured to be part of it. And it just, it made it more special um, writing it because the fact that they were proud that someone was writing about them and, and they were happy to be in the book um, really meant the world to me. Yeah. You've mentioned some towering figures there and uh, the book included many unsung heroes and living legends, the likes of uh, Ray Kelly or Briggs, just to mention a couple of them. Uh, even Briggs is in the book. and um, so- Yeah, love, love um, Ray and Briggs. I think, you know, even people like um, Arnie Deb Walford, who cooks at every curry knockout, cooks at every funeral, every sorry business in Walgut, always moves heaven and earth to make people feel accepted and wanted. And, and she just oozes just love for her people and, and community. And I think that having people like Ray in there, also Kylie Captain, um, these people that are, are just sort of on the, the lesser known side in with people like um, Tony Armstrong and Ash Barty and, and Nova Paris and Kathy Freeman, it really does honour those people in the way that they should be honoured. And I think that, like I said, there's people like Uncle Dave Bell who, you know, he's out at out at Campbelltown who I, if there's a second version of this book, 
um, I would put him in a hundred percent, but you know, I, I had a limited amount of space that I could use on this occasion. Um, and I really wanted people to, to celebrate the, the lesser known people, your Arnie Beryls, your Arnie Deb Welfords, your Carly Captains, all these incredible people, the I am movement. The book I think is, it's only a, a chapter of many books. And I hope that the book goes well enough that we can, continue to celebrate what's great in our community and and Australians can celebrate Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and they don't necessarily have to be um, on the sporting field. They can be for what they do outside of their field. So um, for me, you know, Greg Inglis is doing a lot of really great stuff with the Goanna Academy at the moment, advocating for mental health. There's um, Dallas Woods, who's a hip-hop artist who, you know, he's probably one of the most inspiring um young Australians or young Aboriginal men that there is because he he's not only creating fantastic mu- music, but he's he's encouraging young Aboriginal men and young black men to talk about their mental health. We don't have enough men talking about that kind of stuff. So the fact that he's doing that and he's leading in that way, um, I think is so noble and underrated. And I'm just so glad that I could put him in the book and and tell that side of Dallas Woods because he did, everyone needs to hear it. I know you said that uh, you don't want your book to feel like a sort of Wikipedia. I'd say it's far greater than Wikipedia. To me, it looks more like an illustrated encyclopedia. Talking about illustrations, you worked with Molly Hunt to produce this really beautiful book. Can you tell us about your collaboration with uh, Molly on uh, this publication? Yeah, so about four years ago, um, Molly and I actually were Haywire Trailblazers together. So we had won this um, uh, regional and remote um, scholarship with the ABC and we got along so well. And it was quite a few of us actually that they got along really well during the week. And um, I sort of said to her, I'm like, we'll write a book one day. And... You know, I sort of say these throwaway lines a lot um, and sometimes it comes off and sometimes it doesn't, but we'd, we'd spoken about doing a book since four years ago and when I thought of the concept for this book, I was like, I really want to do it with Molly. Um, I want Molly to be an illustrator and, you know, it was it was like the perfect person to do this book with because... And, you know, Molly herself is incredibly inspiring and does, you know, incredible work, um, whether it's painting murals or or working to mentor young um, people and, and give them, you know, that self-belief and hope. And, and the fact that I was able to do it with Molly made it really special for me because um, I'm obviously very close with Black Douglas as well, who did First Scientist. But, you know, I made a decision as, a, as an author and, probably is a um like in the arts um of of creating these books that um I would go with a different artist every time again as a kind of way to honor that artist so like I it would be the same style and and DNA of writing and um the same creation process but it would be um slightly different topics but I thought that it would be better if Molly did this book then so every book that I write I'm going to try and work with a different artist and try and develop that relationship and that friendship and and turn you know the words and the 
because the um the words are there but the image is is so important because people see the image so if i can build a great relationship with that artist then they can really you know scoop the juice out of this brain um and create something that people can celebrate so you know the fact that i could do it with molly and um she's been a really close friend of mine for many years it's just a, it's a very proud thing for me and my family and um Molly was great throughout the whole process. Um, she's an incredible artist and, you know, getting her thought and feedback on the book, she's a huge reason why this book has become a book and, and it will be successful, hopefully. I believe this book will also, as a reference guide, uh, work very well online. Do you envision producing an online version as well? I, I would really love to have an audio book. Um, that decision probably hasn't been made yet, but... I would love to turn into an audio book or even a um you know an animation series would be mm. really great because one of the things that I I think with this book and I think with this concept is that this could be a podcast this could be an animation series this could be an audio book um you know I I think you know with my writing and and how I'm trying to um you know set up my career as an author and and the things that I want to create you know, when people pick up a, a Corey book, they, I want them to go on a journey and a journey of, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of really crappy things about our planet and our world and our country at times. And I want people to escape and, and get joy out of things that I create. Um, and I think that if it can be turned into an audio book and someone with a much better voice than me can read it, um, it could be the thing that really helps someone escape for an hour or two um, and they can learn about some inc- incredible, inspiring people um, throughout that process. So I'm, yeah, I'm really open to that. I think that there's so many different things that this book can become and I kind of feel like I've just started the Lego brick. Um, it's the base of the Lego brick and I'm I'm really hopeful that people like the book and, and enjoy it and they get something that, you know, that's bigger than themselves out of that book, but it can also add um, some inspiration. And, you know, I want people to think about why they're deadly and, and everyone's deadly in their own way. And it's just, it's important this book exists so they can see that. Earlier you mentioned working uh, with some of the elders, uh, really towering figures who sadly have left us. But you also worked with living legends like uh, Stan Grant and Professor Tom Kalmer. How was it working with uh, these giants? Working with Stan Grant and um, and various other people is really easy because they're just, like you said, they're living legends. They're, they're incredible people that, um, you know, who just lead and they've led for decades. Um, so, you know, when you work with them, you're kind of in a bit of aura um, about, you know, working with them. And it, it's like it's one of those things where you just you realise that, exceptional humans are just people who just really care about others. Um, they often put themselves last and, you know, both um, Stan and, and uncle Tom Karma, uh, they, they embottomize that, um, that process because they just deeply care for, for others. Um, and their, their work is to service others, whether that's for information or um, health, which Tom has led, um, a lot of really incredible work in. So to have them in, like in that book and celebrate in that way is just incredibly important. 
Kuritut. Once again, congratulations on another very fine book. But before I let you go, any final thoughts? Yeah, um, for anyone who picks up this book, one, thank you for um, picking up my book and um, helping support this book. But also just want to acknowledge that there's a lot of incredible, um, deadly, amazing people out there. Um, you know, they may not have made the book, but I, I want to acknowledge all those people. I do I do see you and, um, you know, hopefully we can write a few more copies of this book and, and get some of those people in there. Um, but I, I'm really excited about this book and I'm excited to um, see, you know, people get inspired and, and enjoy this book because um, it was a it was a sheer joy to write and I'm I'm very excited as an author that and I feel very blessed that I've been able to write such a, a book that um, hopefully will inspire people to you know see why they're deadly and I'm really excited about that. Great, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio about uh, your latest book. This book thinks you're deadly. Thank you so much. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.